Welcome back to another edition of the Ball Street Podcast. We're going to be talking about some off-season stuff today uh, in this series where we'll look at what happened in the off-season and looking forward to next season. Today we'll be talking about the Charlotte Hornets. Just a reminder, they finished the season last year with a record of 43-39, and 39, ranking 10th in the Eastern Conference, and then got knocked out pretty quickly by the Hawks in the play-in tournament. Uh, the Hawks had an interesting offseason. They were pretty active on draft day. They had their own picks. They took Mark Williams from Duke and Bryce McGowan from Nebraska. And in the most interesting move, they had uh, the opportunity to get another big guy. I mean, for years they've been dealing with a problem at the center position and um, nobody really expected it. But at the 13th position, Jalen Duran, who probably was the highest ranked center uh, or one of the highest ranked centers in the draft this year. And uh, they had the opportunity to get him and they traded him away um, for what's probably a modest package. Uh, they traded him to the Knicks. Uh, what they ultimately ended up getting um, was uh, a first round pick and a bunch of slew of second round picks. Um, and the first round pick, I think, was Denver. So, you know, probably not too big of a haul for, for this guy. And obviously, we know Duran ultimately ended up getting flipped uh, away from the Knicks uh, to the Pistons. But aside from that, you know, the offseason was kind of a little bit of a nightmare for, for, the, uh, for the Hornets. Um, they were their biggest thing this offseason um, was to re-sign Miles Bridges. Uh, they had the opportunity to sign Miles Bridges last offseason, uh, probably for pretty cheap. Um, and then he had a breakout year. And we get the, uh, the news that, uh, you know, there's uh, been a lot of off-court issues with Miles Bridges uh, now getting, getting court cases and probably shouldn't be in the NBA anymore. Um, you know, unfortunate because he's a talented basketball player, but that doesn't excuse you from all the off-court things that you have to do. You have to be a good human being to play and uh, be a member of this sport. At least that's what that's what I believe. Um, so besides that, their off-season was pretty quiet. Only thing they did was they re-signed Cody Martin to uh, a four-year deal. Um, you know, four years, thirty-two million dollars. Um, Cody Martin is a valuable defensive piece, um, you know, had like a steal or something like that last season per game. And that's really it. They didn't they didn't do too much. So, you know, overall offseason, they got some draft picks. I'm pretty excited to see um, what their draft picks do in specific. You know, I'm really excited to see what uh, Mark Williams is all about. I mean, of course, um, Jay's a big fan of Duke, so I hope for the best for him and Mark Mark Williams' future. And it does solidify a position, but, you know, did the team really get that much better? Um, 
I don't I don't really think so. And you know, uh, with Miles Bridges now being off the team, if we take that into considera- consideration, rating their offseason, I'd probably say they got like a like a D. Um, once they got the news, they didn't really make any other acquisitions to try to help with their team and help make it better. The team that we're looking at moving forward next season is 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 pretty similar to what they had last year, and it's gonna take a huge step forward from Lamelo for them to really be that interesting. Um, I mean, their their team now consists of Lamelo, James Booknight, who I like, Montres Harrell. Gordon Hayward, who hopefully can stay healthy, uh, you know, Jalen McDaniels, um, the rookies, Terry Rozier, um, PJ Washington. So you know, not really too much excitement there. They do have some good players. Um, what do I think was the best offseason move? I think the best offseason move was getting Mark Williams. Uh, hopefully we'll fill a centerpiece. He's talented. He's uh, got some uh, pretty good defensively, but um, we'll kind of have to see. I think in in a, for a big man to be in a, on a team with Lamelo Ball is probably a pretty big deal. He's got great court vision, so he hopefully from an offensive perspective, uh, Mark Williams will get some easy buckets, um, some lob passes, uh, and Lamelo will be able to make his life a little bit easier. Of course, worst offseason move for them, um, obviously to no um, fault of their own, but uh, the the loss on their roster of Miles Bridges, I think is really gonna affect them moving forward. I think he was one of the bright stars on their team and um, you know he's gotta take responsibility for his actions off the court, uh, but that does affect the team on the court and I'll sort of just leave it at that. Um, what do I think this team is gonna be? Uh, I think they're probably going to end up being uh, sort of the bottom of the Eastern Conference uh, in in sort of the teams that uh, maybe halfway through the season realize that they're not going to either be in the play-in or the playoffs. I definitely think they took a step back and there's going to be some other Eastern Conference teams that will probably jump over them for play-in consideration. They might get to halfway through the season have to make the decision that they should tank and try to get some of these high draft picks next year that are going to be really talented. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, of course, if Lamelo takes a huge step forward and these young guys come in and are uh, plug-and-play kind of guys, and if Gordon Hayward uh, has shades of Utah again, then you know things could be different. But uh, that's that's really what I expect. Um, the one thing I really want to see this year, the one thing I would love to see is I'd love to see another level to Lamelo. Um, he's already an exciting player to to have on the court. Uh, you know, not always the best uh, decision maker in terms of shooting, but. Uh, what I would love to see for him is if he had the shooting growth that uh, Lonzo had last year, you know, really in the offseason worked on his shooting. Um, that'd be awesome. I think that that's, you know, he's already got amazing court vision and I like, and everyone finds him to be fun to watch. But um, if the Hornets games want to be competitive, uh, maybe he's going to need to be a more efficient scorer. Uh, and so, that's probably what I'm looking forward to. But overall, Hornets, to me, pretty disappointing offseason. 
Um, still, the future is bright because they got some young stars. Uh, you start worrying, you know, we're starting to approach uh, years of uh, Lamelo's contract off of his rookie contract where he's not going to get that much help. I don't think I don't think they're going to have that much team success. So, um, you know, you start wondering, they got to start putting together a, a good team around him. Um, Otherwise, you never know if he's he and his family are going to ask for him to get a move. Um, so that's it. That's on the that's on the Hornets this offseason. Um, looking forward to watching them. I don't think they'll be too competitive, um, but we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. I want to give a shout out to our producer Sandeep, aka Sandy, and to let all the listeners know to help us out and follow us on Instagram at bsjpod and on Twitter as well at BSJPod. You can also find all our episodes uploaded onto our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thank you.